When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to an Irreverent Media Podcast. Go to irreverent.fm for more content from our friends. Hello, I'm Sarah. Hi, I'm Kevin. And, and we're, we're your favorite, favorite aunts. aunts. We finally nailed it. We did it. Okay, we're two best friends who have a lot in common and a lot on our mind. And each week we're going to tell you what is on said minds, pop culture, Christian subculture, everything in between. And also we ask, uh, we answer some questions from listeners, people like you. And like your favorite aunts, we've got lots of opinions and a few drinks in us. Because it's um, it's more fun that way, right? So let's get into it. This is a new episode of Your Favorite Aunts. I loved that. That was amazing. Oh, I'm the power of Canva. No, I'm fine. Canva, if you want to make all your design dreams come true, design your shit with Canva. Or some shit like that. Unless you don't want to. Um, how the hell are you? We, uh-uh, we that's to... not how this thing goes. You know the order. You know the little I do. Welcome to the Your Favorite Ants podcast. We have been experiencing some technical difficulties, so we're just rolling up in. Here we are. Yeah. Um, my, uh, so who who are you today? Um, today I am tired. That's who you are? That's who I am today. That's your name. I've had it. I've had it this week. Had it with this mm-hmm. computer, which I can't fuck. Okay, so this is, I'm just going to get into my complaints real quick. Okay. I don't understand why all these fucking goddamn. Watch it. Wow. Right out of the gate. This yes. is why we get an E. We get an E. This is why. Keep going. An E for, for effort? No, we get an E for explicit. It's like the your point. I know that, but what's your point? Nothing. Keep going about rant on. Go ahead. I don't understand why we spend all this fucking money on these supposedly high definition cameras that cost us two hundred and one hundred dollars a pop. Say they work just as good as all these other things, and then they don't fucking interface with anything. They don't work with actual streaming products. They don't do shit. Yeah. Ugh. And and it made it like uh it made it glitchy. So yes. that's what happened. It's just like that's why, what happened, like, why, friends. Do, why doesn't it just Ugh. I'm just using the camera on my computer. Yes. Today. And so am I. And apparently it works brilliantly. And that's fucked I up. do have a hundred dollar camera down here uh that I don't use because I was more than that. I got it off of uh, Kickstarter. And the problem is, is that it doesn't interface very well. And where do you put it? Do you know what I mean? Like it just like it, it's like you can't look at it and stream. So 
I mean, that's that most cameras though. We're never actually looking directly at the camera when we're streaming. I know. I, I find best if I look at you, it works best. Yeah. It, like figures out. Yeah. You could just go um, Anyway, so I just want to say a big F you. So if you're a streamer out there and you know my pain, uh, just, I don't know, holler in the chats. Let me know that I'm not alone in my pain. <laughs> So this is a show where basically, uh, if you can't guess, we're, we realize we are kind of the internet's favorite ants. Lots of people like to ask us questions and we like to give lots of opinions. And so we made this show to just be the fun show that we do at the end of our work days on Fridays. So thank you so much for logging on and joining us live. If you're listening to this in the recorded mm -hmm. version, you can always join us live from one, uh, one o'clock Pacific Standard Time, four o'clock Eastern Time, mm -hmm. and we get into it. And we just we always ask the question first, not just to each other, but to you: How the hell are you? Uh, Kevin is bad. Mad. I'm tired. I'm not bad. I'm actually. I'm just Sorry. so frustrated. I just want things to work as they're supposed to work. Right? Is that such a crime? Is it bad no, to want things to to bad to want? No. No, but for many years, a lot of us have been told it's been wrong to have desires. So how the hell, anyone who is watching live, how the hell are you? Please let us know in the comments. Sarah, tell um, me how the hell are you? And also, what's your? do you have a code name for today? Mm, uh, if you're going to be tired, then I'm going to be inspired. Wow. Come on, Christian Flex. Come on, choosing joy. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yes. I mean, like, now let me say this in context of the rest of my week, I'm trying to fucking adjust my microphone in context yeah. of the rest of my week. I'm actually fine. It was just a very frustrating afternoon and I haven't seen my little man friend in a couple of days and we're oh. hosting out tonight, but he has band practice tonight because he's playing with a cool band called get this cougar sweat. I experience cougar sweat. Just kidding. Listen, this, ba this band could as a be woman in her forties. I experience anyone cougar out there. Sweat. Oh my god, that's actually that should have been the name of the episode. It was cougar sweat. I'll put that up. When we put sweat. it out on Monday. Uh, yeah, it. Yeah, I love that. I love. Of course, he's in a band. Of course, he is. Yeah. So that's on brand. Him and his mustache. Um. Anyways, mm. uh, done talking. I'm fine. Um. Maybe I'm just feeling a little frustrated at the end of my day. But it's the end of my yeah. week. It's my last thing. I get to spend it with you. It's always a joy. How the hell are you? Keep going. I'm going to go turn out those lights because they look awful. But I can hear you. You're doing fine. Uh, I am doing okay. Uh, I've Actually, I would say I'm doing pretty well, honestly. Um, like I, well. I have been uh, tackling things that are very scary for me. So uh, completely onboarding all of my stuff to QuickBooks, which I had it before. I had it before, but I just uh, finances are something that I um, have a lot of fear around. Uh, Kevin can attest to me just having a lot of like, oh, I want to make sure I get my taxes right and all this sort of stuff. So I paid a lot of money to an online accounting and I'm finding that they're just really not that helpful. That's so, the thing is like. I thought that hiring an accountant from this little business was going to be helpful. And it turns out they're yeah. not. No, but what it does turn out, and this is the thing that's kind of been beautiful, is people show up in such beautiful ways. So my uh, my friend um, from my former church that I was a pastor at is really talented bookkeeper and QuickBooks person and gave me an hour and a half of their time knowing how much anxiety it causes me. Um, 
and just sat down with me and like explained some things for me. And that was, I don't know, I just feel, I'm, I'm feeling super grateful for people or like I went running with my run club and then we did this really fun um, St. Patrick's Day meal. And like, I don't know, I just am feeling really uh, grateful for the people. What is a St. Patrick's Day meal? So there's this uh, great place called Muldoon's, which is a Irish pub. And we, after all of our runs, we usually all go there and have, uh, we, for a while we were having hot toddies cause it was so cold. Uh, but now we just meet up, they, ha- they make like Irish stew and like actual Irish dishes. So we all went as a big group. There's like 22 of us who went and just ate together, which really felt <laughs> lovely. Um, so I'm just feeling, yeah, I'm feeling really grateful for that. Uh, also knowing that it is final, it's like NCAA tournament time. And I know uh, that I'm so excited because you are the one who put a sports thing in our thing. And I cannot wait to talk to you about it because I love that you put the sports. The only reason is because she's gay. It's only because she's gay. Uh, okay. Um, you're so biased. I'm just kidding. No, but that's uh, that's the only reason I would know about it. I've, I've actually heard about this for weeks because gay people have been talking about it. Good. But the, um, even we'll though like, she's had some problematic like shit in the past but anyways we'll get into that though we'll get into that um, though yes so yeah um i am watching my team duke play at four i have the shirt on like the true straight that i am <gasps> uh and and then i am going to hope that they make it to the final four they are not supposed to but i am actually i have tickets to go see the final four so I'm hopeful. Um, we pray. But yeah, I think we I lift it up to in, the Lord because God do. cares about these things. Clearly, I think honestly, it has been a, a shit week in the news, and uh, yeah. obviously, so. and and yet I have been feeling really grateful for the friendships that I have, and um, yeah, so I'm feeling I'm feeling well today. Mm, I love that. Um, yeah. Also, gotta say your podcast Recovery. Still liking it a lot. I'm no, I'm no, I haven't been in professional ministry since being a missionary. Um, and let me tell you what, I'm still getting a lot out of it. Also, just just really proud of you. So that's my little Thank kudos you. to you. Thank you. Yeah, that's been that's also been a stretch for me, right? Like to do um, like we're figuring out how to create community around that. So yeah, we're getting there. Um, but I there's been some really interesting conversations, especially today. Uh, a couple of episodes ago, we had Maher, who's a dear friend of mine, Sahani, speak about his experience at a mega church uh, where the lead mm. pastor called him a, a jihad boy. Uh, and Are he is, you joking? Yeah, he's Middle Eastern. Uh, so he oh. left, and uh, it's a beautiful, incredible story. His story alone is just, he's amazing. Um, but a lot of people have been commenting who know Maher, who said, Maher, this thing happened to me after you left. And there was one today where a woman was basically told that she was acting like a, um, a contestant on The Bachelor. And if they didn't stop talking about things that were having in HR, how were they ever going to expect to get the final rose? The lead pastor said that to a female pastor on staff. God. Ooh, I just, I love, listen, there, it's not that I love mess, but I do love tea. Okay. Well, that's true. Also, the thing that like, I know this is like the petty part of me, 
Oh, uh, I cannot wait. Uh, so I was forced as someone who had a grant for starting a church. Mm-hmm. I was forced to go yearly uh, by the United Methodist Church to go to this church's, the church that uh, both harmed these two people I just mentioned, to go to a conference they threw about leadership because they were the perfect example of how to build a growing church. And the year, the year that they uh, had Mark Driscoll listed as a speaker, I was like, girl out. Like, I don't take my grant because I refuse to sit under the headship of Mark Driscoll. So, absolutely uh, not. That man is mm-hmm. ju- oh, bad, bad news bears. The funny thing is, I remember having to be at this conference and I was on a phone call with our friend Rachel Held Evans. I was on a phone call with Rachel, just like, I'm at this conference and I'm literally the only girl and like <laughs> chatting with her about an event her and I mm. were doing in a couple months after that. And I just remember the juxtaposition of like, I have to be at this thing where these people are being held up on a pedestal and I could like, I could sense it being there. I was like, there is something not right about this. Something unholy um, about this. And then it turns out it was, you know, it was super sexy, but it was problematic. Yeah. And it's one of those things where it's like sexy and like, I mean, I don't even think I find it sexy anymore. I think no. I think maybe a couple of years ago, but now I look at it and I'm just like, I don't, I'm not asking what was I thinking? I know exactly what I was thinking. I was like thinking that I wanted to be powerful. Mm. You know, it's sexy in that regard, but just like once you realize that, that none of that shit actually matters, it really like loses its shine very quickly. Yeah, I think power is a great way of putting that. Um, Nashville sexy is what M called it. Absolutely. Um, so, oh, I got speaking of Nashville, I, I got interviewed this week by someone who's doing a piece for the Grammys, like the Grammys, mm-hmm. uh, about, yeah, <laughs> about queer Christians in music and how it's changing stuff. And they like, they were just like, you know, what do you, she said, like, what do you think is going to happen? Like, what's going on with like actual Christian music? I said, the problem is, is that the Christian, Contemporary Christian music industry, CCM in general, has to be a gatekeeper to this because if they admit that a gay Christian exists, that yeah. means that a gay Christian exists. And because like, it's, to, it's no, not surprising to me that music is going to be the place because mm-hmm. it's always artists. It's always artists. Oh that yeah, move culture <clears throat> that heal. Um, it's always artists, you know, whenever things are really hard, you pay attention to the artist, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, I sat down with our a mutual friend, uh, Chris Hauser, and uh, Chris came out as affirming uh, in an article a little mm-hmm. while ago, actually, um, and let them use his name uh, as someone who is like, we are talking Nashville royalty around um, all this stuff. And Semler, which we'll talk about in just a minute. Uh, actually, we'll just hop into that one first. Mm. Semler uh, was the one that Chris said, I absolutely cannot li- not lie, but like hide who I, mm. I've been and will continue to be. And I'm for the queer community. And yes, I have mm-hmm. made my money in the Christian industry and I believe in it. I mean, we're talking this person, Amy Grant's like calling Chris all the time and Lauren Daigle, I think is how you say it, last name. Um, like all these people. And so Chris has dealt with trying to exist, um, as the like kind of underground person who was trying to support and then said, it's not enough. So risked their career. 
And uh, I'm proud and also got interviewed. And I think it might be the same person who's interviewing you guys because it's uh, they are doing a whole thing on um, really how music and art is going to push the Christian church um, or just be honest about like a lot of your favorite people are. <laughs> Listen, I said in that interview is if you took all again, it's it's a trope, but it's true. You take all the queer people out of a Sunday morning, there is not a lick of music to be heard. I mean, the joke with the split in the United Methodist Church is it's a split between who's going to have good choirs and who's going to have bad choirs. And that's just the split. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so interesting. In we, haven't even, we haven't even in gotten our to our notes. Yeah, I want to get to our notes because you have pop culture and headline news. You have similar in there and uh, our dear friend Grace and Reliant K and then my life. What does that mean? Oh, it means exactly what it says. Let me look at what I wrote just to make sure I know what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> so I, this is just, a, if you didn't already know, Semler, aka Grace Baldridge, aka the first queer Christian artist to top the Christian charts, uh, is currently on live tour, national tour with our favorite band, Reliant K. Um, I got to go see them here in Atlanta at the Masquerade. And when I tell you what, the 15-year-old in me who got to sit in the VIP right. and watch my dyke-ass friend sing about gay shit and Jesus on stage, I inspired. I don't, mm. I just, I don't know what else to say. I'm just like, I can't believe that. Like, that's my friend. And they're, they're fucking queer as shit. And they're yeah, opening they for the band that I saw for the first time in Ichthus. Right. I think that's the. And it's always and like, too. and as I was listening to these songs, I'm like, oh my God, like he was dropping hints the whole time that he was suffering, okay. but it was all behind happy pop music. And so all of us were just dancing and not actually listening to the words, you know? Oh, it really just like, that's crazy. That's crazy. It's it's also really special. Um, Grace posted this uh, video of this uh, young queer kid playing guitar and singing Grace's songs. Mm -hmm. And I think about, you know, Grace was always singing Reliant K songs. You were always singing Reliant K songs. I was like, people have been inspired, but like for a young, we know representation matters. Um. And so people have been so inspired by musicians and to be able to say that there is this person that they can appreciate uh, and, and is also has the same identity as them is pretty rad. Yeah. They're just great. Um, so no, I'm excited. Go, please go see. I'm seeing them in a week, two weeks. Yeah. The, sh the, the tour is still going on. Please, 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 please go see the Um Yeah tour. Reliant K featuring Semler. Um, bring all your friends. Go sing along all the words. Um, and honestly, if you've never seen Reliant K live, it's a really good show. They're really good, yeah. It's a really good show. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's just me giving flowers. Marilyn Manson ate my girlfriend. One of oh, my favorites. A songs. classic. She once believed <laughs> in the truth, but now she believes in what sin. Which was like, <laughs> I, I think it was like that was like right around the time where we we're just like, it was like a thinly veiled critique of abortion. 
or some <laughs> shit like that. Something really gross. But like, you know, like, they, uh, you know, he dated Katy Perry. So like, it's fine. Uh, yeah. And my friend is Katy Perry, was Katy Perry's guitarist for the longest time. And they're I'm still Katie dear Perry. friends. I'm Katy Perry's guitarist now. And Katy Perry uh, is my loves- guitarist now. I know. That makes sense to me. Um, um, next thing to discuss. I put this on our list because I was blown away. I read all these articles. I went down a rabbit hole. Okay, so we know Ukraine. We've been talking about it for a while because obviously it is what is going on. And anything that we talk about, it's in the back of our minds, right? It's there. What's happening? Terrible. Discovered there's something called hacktivists, which makes my little heart so happy because my brother. you You just discovered this term? Uh, yeah, I did actually. Uh, going. I mean, I, I knew people who did this work, but I didn't know that they were called hacktivists. Um, so hacktivists are doing cyber warfare, um, against Russia. And so they were claiming all these things on Twitter and another group of people literally went and were able to prove that everything they said they did, they did. So they brought down because Russia said, oh, no, they haven't been able to get through our walls or our firewalls and all this sort of stuff. And then an independent source that was just looking it up found out that, yes, indeed, there are like nerds, guys, because my brother's an electrical engineer. All of his friends are in that industry. And I just love the idea of them behind their uh, computer screens, just like and. I love it. I don't know why. I think it's the 80s kid in me where every movie where the nerd was the one who like saved. Like it makes complete sense to me that we're dealing with an epic comedian who like is like leading the pack. Right. Mm -hmm. The underdog. And wasn't he a comedian? Then he ran for president. Yeah. Ah, Zelensky. God, like Ukrainian president. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Was a comedian. Uh, So. Really fun. Like they've been changing uh, all the government files on government computers are now, uh, they say, (laughs) uh, Putin stopped this war. So Mm. every single file has had its name and they can't figure out what file is what. I mean, just interesting Mm. things. Uh, So I just, I had to put that in there because I love the idea of nerds uh, taking over the world. And I would also... I just, it makes me, it be, it's one of those things where like, I love things like the matrix right? and it's like, I would love my superpower. I want to be a cyborg. I want to be like, like, I want like my hand to like open up and like little wires go in and tap into a computer (laughs) and shit. I want to have, like, I want to be able to like, look at somebody's phone and hack it, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I want to be able to, like, you know, bump my hip up against an ATM and a bunch of bills fly out. That's my kind of stuff. Oh, you know, that Ryan uh, Reynolds movie I think I told you about that was so good where uh, he's a, in a computer game and realizes he's in a computer game. What was this? It was, um, maybe I didn't tell you about it. It's called, like, Blue, uh, something guy. Anyway. Uh, he in the movie it's so good it came out like a couple months ago but it's on all the airplanes um mm. only it, hack for good <laughs> yeah so one of our comments <laughs> that we just got was only, only hack, hack for good yes because um, yes thank you Darren and Danielle <laughs> I don't know who you are but I want to be friends with you 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 look cool um yeah <laughs> I would like to bring attention to the two things go one. 
WNBA's Brittany Griner has been held in Russian prison for like over two weeks now for allegedly having vape cartridges with hashish mm-hmm. oil. And that's illegal in Russia. And you might be thinking, wow, why was a WNBA player over in Russia during a time like this? Well, I'm glad you asked. Because we don't pay WNBA players what they're worth. Nope. So they all uh, play on side teams. They go play on the side teams. So she's over in Russia kicking ass, making coin and whatnot. And then Ukraine kicked off. And then, oh, my God, all of a sudden, here's an American that we could possibly do it. Oh, my gosh. And she's a lesbian. And she's, and black. she's black. And so it's like, and like, what are we going to do about it? We have no idea. Because you know why? It's, it's one of those things where just like, I have no idea what we could do. Like, they're negotiating like, hardcore for her. Uh, they are. It's really hard because um, I just read this article that she'll be there at least for two months before she even has a trial. This is a 31 year old. And she, so um, I know in your notes, you said they don't know where she is. She's in Moscow, um, but they don't know the exact location of where she is. Um, but there is a group of Moscow um activists who are paying a lot of attention hmm. to uh, her, but, and trying to make sure that she's okay. Um, she's sharing uh, the cell with two other women who also have not had a trial and are <laughs> in prison. Here's something that I think is badass about her. I don't know if you know this about Brittany. She's six, seven. Mm. That is a tall girl. And I don't know why, but in my head, I love the idea of her just standing up to Putin, just her height. I don't know why. In my mind, a it makes absolute sense why, you know, uh, a lot of articles I've read are about, like, this is the wrong person to uh, mm. arrest because it's just putting people up in arms. But also, we don't talk a lot about, um, like you say, uh, the fact that the WNBA don't make enough to make this their job. Right. Let's just talk about the fact if there was no wage gap, uh, mm-hmm. this this probably wouldn't have happened. So not only, I mean, just like the sexism, racism, patriarchy, it's just giving disgust for me. But it's also that she she's played in Russia since 2015 and has a lot of like. And I'm like, oh, come on. Like, that's not the first time that this person has brought this with them. Just now, now you're going to do it because it's it's just you know gives political theater you know mm-hmm. gives let's let's really try to hit him where it hurts and i understand they make a living wage and i understand that they make a solid amount of money for the average american it's just when we look at it compared to there are the athletes of the other gender so i also want to say i am really excited we have um, the first time in the NCAA tournament that both uh, the female and male uh, events are being called uh, March Madness. And when you make a bracket for men, you can make a bracket for women, and it's in the same thing. And ESPN has bumped all the women's games. Above. So when I log in to watch basketball, it shows me which women's games are playing before it shows me which male games are playing. It's a sneaky little thing they're doing to try to get more people to watch the women's games. And the announcers speaking during the men's games are also being like, oh my gosh, did you check out the latest game? And like talking about 
the women's games as well. So I don't know what's going on at ESPN, but I don't know if it's Brittany related, but I feel like we are starting to recognize the fact that uh, women's sports should at least be talked about. And our really good friend, Scott. Uh, not at Eric, least. Not at least. No. But it, what do you mean? Say what you actually think. I women's think sports need to be on the same level. And, and are. Promoted, promoted. And um, it is a very different game, I'll admit to you. Uh, the WNBA is a very different game than watching the NBA. There, it's just the way. Except when we talk about Brittany, who is six foot seven, she's the same as <laughs> the guys in the NBA. Like a lot of times, the games are played a little different, layups, whatnot, happen more because a lot of players are like my height. Like we have five foot four professional female I mean, players. Let's be honest, though, it's still much more exciting because let me tell you what: the women's basketball game at Christopher Newport University; those were the champions. I yes. saw somebody eat it into the bench. Like their face went right into it. It was dramatic. She walked it off. She mm-hmm. walked it off. And then she got a three point and we took the championship. Yeah. And I, I don't care about th- sports, but I cared about my school. I think I love too that uh, a lot of this is coming as I was a soccer player. I love that women's soccer are the ones who are like, "Mm -mm, we're just going to stand up. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about, yes, we understand. If you want to talk about ticket sales versus how much you pay your players, we can even show that that's not true. Um, And so I think you're fine. Uh, I love that this has been something that, um, you know, athletes, I feel like the women's soccer team has done a great job um, in starting the conversation in so many places. Also, we need to get Brittany out of prison because for having oil, they say hash oil um, is what they've put it at. She doesn't even get to start talking about it um, <laughs> until May is the first time she'll be seen in a court. Yeah. So she's just going to hang out. in not a- smoking weed. Oh, Please. come on. Absolutely. Um, so there we go. Sports. We did it. We talked about it. And now I've got one more thing I need to gripe about. And then today um, on the hotline, we have two text messages and one Vidya message. Okay. Can I request which? Because you've got two things on here. I want to talk about the Sunshine Protection Act. Can you talk a little bit about about that? That's all I want to talk about. Perfect. I get it. If you didn't know, the Sunshine Protection Act is basically we're going to do away with this whole time-changing thingy because it's not good for anybody. Great. Love that. I've wanted that. I think that's really, really cool. And (laughs) at the same time, the thing that is so frustrating is like, why is it that this? Like, what have we been asking for for since we fucking elected Joe Byron? We said we (laughs) Byron. Joe Byron, take me to dinner. <laughs> I we, we asked for universal health care. We asked for common sense gun reform. We asked for police accountability. We asked for uh, student loan forgiveness. We asked for a universal pre-K. We asked for um, a mm-hmm. living mm-hmm. wage. Mm-hmm. All of these things that he ran mm-hmm. on, et cetera, et cetera. And what did we get? The Sunshine <laughs> Protection Act. Which (laughs) we got the Sunshine Protection Act. I just love. There's a war in the. There's a war in Ukraine that apparently we can't help with, but you can get 
<laughs> You're gonna protect the sun. You the the this working this thing that none of us are thinking about, none of us are really <laughs> asking for. <laughs> this is what you bipartisanly put through, and Joe Byron's like, I'm gonna sign it. it we politics works. Oh my fucking god. Like I like I'm going to rip out my eye or something. I don't know what else to do because this is <laughs> it is so frustrating. I'm just like <sighs> I hate it. And like we we have a majority except for fucking Joe Manchin and Kristen Cinema. It's 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 really frustrating uh when we think about everything that has happened because of the pandemic and people can't agree on that. Uh, we have senators and uh, it has become a weird spectator sport, right? And this oh, is the one yeah. thing everyone's like, we can agree on this. <laughs> I'm like, so you know what? On that level, I uh-huh. give thanks that they got one thing done. They did. Oh, but God, I just fucking fuck, man. That's what I think about it. It is the it's deep. That's my feeling about it. It's just <laughs> I can't believe that the thing that we've been joke like people joke about as they're like mm-hmm. that's this is the thing I'm really running with. <sighs> this is an interesting cue. We can get into this one here. Great, yeah, bring it up. This is what do you guys think of, of COVID now being over? Does that seem strange? A, it's not, not over. And uh, I'm going to continue to follow CDC gui- CDC guidelines, common sense guidelines, and anything a community asks for. For example, my church, we're still wearing masks inside. Um, even though, like, we're about to go to brunch and sit outside and not wear masks. Um, as long as we're inside, we're just trying to be smart, um, smart as we can be while still being together. So I'd say um, I'm also the person who has been to plenty of drag shows. Uh, and goes and sings karaoke. So I personally, but also all the places I go to, like, excuse me, it's mostly queer spaces, and I don't know a single queer person in my circle who isn't vaccinated thrice. I know. Uh, so I think this is interesting I because I think so many people are like, oh, now we have a war, and so we're not dealing. No, like the timeline has nothing to do with that. And if we're honest, um, I don't know if you've seen the numbers uh, things are going crazy in Europe again. Oh, yeah. So they're thinking that we're going to have to do four vaccinations. Bring it on. Uh, Give yeah, me five. With that. At this point, if I glow in the dark, whatever. Um, but no, I'll have to admit to you, there, there is something lovely um, of seeing, like, kids in my neighborhood. So there's an elementary school in my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Last week was the first... Uh, time where uh i saw kids faces and i thought mm. this is lovely like for two years i have not seen these little tiny tots that go to the school's little little faces i mean they were outside i don't know if they have to wear their masks inside but they weren't tiny tots with their eyes all aglow will oh, find it hard to sleep tonight okay what are the questions you have from folks because i know we're rounding okay. to, getting towards the end of our hour 
Okay, so now we're coming to the last segment of the show, which is ask your aunts, ask your favorite aunts. And so there's a- How can people do that? It's a very simple way. It's things you can do is you can, um, I think I need to set up a URL. So that's what I'm going to do this week. Um, but for now, um, there's a link in my link tree um, where you can just click. It's the Your Favorite Aunts Advice Hotline. And you can send in a video. Uh, you can send in a text message. You can send an audio message. And um, if you send in a video message, we'll play it live on the air. Uh, if it's good. If it's weird, I'm not going to play it. Um, but I, So I leave that up to my That's discretion. That's a good disclaimer. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to... I mean, like, I'm just saving you from embarrassing yourself because that's my role as your aunt, okay? But this person did not. Um, uh, so this for, this is um, this is Eve, and they'll introduce, she'll introduce herself. Um, so here's our little video message from Eve. Wait, hold on. Why is Why it so... Why was Eve stretched? Why is it so wide? Okay, let me do. I also, want... this is the superficial part of me. I could not stop staring at how cute that like kimono shirt is. I'm like, I don't know what you're about to talk about, but I'm into the shirt you're wearing. Uh, you come back. No, I, squishy. Let me see if I can do it this way. I'm going to see if I can do a share screen moment. Okay. Sh share screen window. <laughs> this one. I also love. Share. Okay. So there we go. Um, can you see it? Can we yes, hear it? Great. Can we hear it? Let's find out. Can you hear it? No. Okay. Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna play I'm gonna What is her question? Also this is an adorable human. I think we're getting a beauty question and I cannot wait. <laughs> um, so this is. We're going to figure this out, guys. Don't okay. worry. No, hold on. I'm just going to. Aren't you glad where we're trying to do this live? Uh, yeah, this is my guess. So here's, here, here's the, the, the audio. Hey, aunties. My name is Eve. I'm from Nashville. She, her pronouns. Um, I am getting a piercing soon, impulsively. Do I want a septum piercing? Do I want a ring on one of my nostrils? And if so, which nostril? Here are two views. Um, or should I just go basic and get like a, a hoop in the ear? I need to know. A girl needs to make this impulsive decision like yesterday. Okay, so here we are. This is the most important. This is important stuff. Those are the things that I you... think it's. We have to admit our our. We have to admit our bias in this. You and I have matching mm. nose rings. We do, <laughs> we do. You but um, I so want to just I want to take a moment to just like let's look at this cute face. Okay, yeah. so I think a septum piercing will look. Yeah, oh, she's so pretty. But just like um, let's look. Just like observe the face for a minute. Like, and I'm so sorry to those of you who are listening later, but also go on YouTube and watch the video. Yeah. Um, also, the nails. The, the nails are the perfect. Thing. Also, gorgeous hands, whatever. Like, um, like, the thing is just like the nose, like, like literally, let's let's back it up for a second. Like, first of all, great bone structure, like incroyable. Um, yes. You've got the kind of face, like, I think that like you could probably get a septum and it would be very cute because 
I'm the kind of girl who my nose is a little crooksy, you know, mm. a little crooksy, which which I'm fine with. But like it just okay. the shape is better for that. I really mm, you could go in either either way. That's you the could thing. go either way. I will admit to you that I kind of love a septum piercing. Oh, I'm they're not, so fly. Septums I'm not are real brave. In. Oh, wait. I think Daring Danielle, could you pull up Daring Danielle's response? Mm-hmm. Because I think this is really important. Mm-hmm. I have a septum piercing because they're easier to hide when needed and they don't leave a hole or a scar. Mm, that's true. And I just, um, yeah, they're so, I think you could go either way. I just, yeah. I'm, I am currently a little bit, I love my hoop ring. I've had it since I was 21. Are you going to get um, septum? No, I I don't think it would be cute on me. Mm. But I, I, I just feel like cute on Eve. She like, yeah. I think it'd be cute on her. I mean, like, I think septums look really good on a lot of people. I think it look great on you. Also, it's like, also get your, get a little ear piercing too. Like, just for funsies. Like, it is so fun to just be able to just like throw a little whatever in your ear and have fun with it. I love having my ears pierced. So, Hey babe, the other day someone asked a question and I don't know if you ever answered it. You were wearing a snake earring. Oh Where yeah. Where did that I, snake earring come from? Um, I got it at a, at a craft fair. I, I, I can't oh, okay. remember. Sorry. Um, okay. So. We're answered, here for these questions. You're, yeah. We're your aunts. We'll talk to you about what's going on in Russia and Ukraine. And we'll talk to you about which side of your mm-hmm. face you should pierce. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so this one is um, aimed for, um, I wonder how you guys like, this one is from uh, Rosemary, she, her. Uh, Rosemary says, I'm an ex-evangelical, thank God, and a giant lesbian with a mullet. I'm just wondering a how giant you <laughs> So maybe this is to me, I don't know, but Sarah, maybe question for you too is, I'm wondering how you deal with straight people. Yesterday was St. Patty's Day, which was basically like pride for straight people. Yuck. And I'm pretty masculine presenting lesbian. And sometimes I'll be surrounded by supposedly straight women who are flirting with me while talking about their boyfriend and cis hetero things. And it's just so exhausting. But I do love the attention. Any advice? Yeah. (laughs) So here's what I'm going to say is a a straight person. Um, Oh, sorry. Sometimes my people, sometimes my people... um, are well-meaning, but we tokenize. Um, and particularly around like, oh, I'm this is my this is my gay friend. This is my I have a lesbian friend. Like, and particularly around um, it's almost like a virtue virtue signaling, like I'm okay with you so much so I can like flirt with you. Not recognizing, like, do you flirt with dudes? But you're like, if you're a straight female, do you flirt with dudes that you're not interested in? Like it's hurtful. And I yeah, want to put, and put it's on a also, PSA. If you're not the kind of person who is into non-monogamy and you have a boyfriend, stop flirting with people, no matter what gender it is. Yeah. Yeah. Period. Period. Um, I How would do you say. deal with us straight? <laughs> well, if I'm in a place where it's like I can't. I mean, like, I I try just not to be around a lot of straights, if I'm being honest. <laughs> That's a true statement. The majority of the time, like, I, you know, I have, like, few and far between. And the ones who are straight are, like, barely straight, you know? <gasps> so you are not the barely straight one. I know. <laughs> yeah, I was taking it as a compliment. Because yeah. my straightness offends, and I get it. 
My straightness. <laughs> I mean, you can't help it. It's just, you know, you you're, I was born this way. Yeah, you were born with that toxicity in your body, you know? <laughs> this incurable disease called heterosexuality. I pray I for sometimes, you. Sometimes, okay, I'm gonna be honest about something. I sometimes think about my parents who were like the coolest people. I sometimes think about how much of a wasted parental unit they are on having two straight kids because my parents would have been in great parents. And so I think that's why they like, you know, my friend always jokes that my parents have a lot of gaybies. Um, but it's like, they just have a lot of people who in their life, my parents have been the only people to show up within a parental role and just be like, mm. that's great. But also like what's going on with you. Um, and I think not that they're wasted parents on us because they're incredible parents, but wasted. I think, I just think oh, if if some of these gay kids had grown up with Bob and Chris Heath, mm -hmm. how much more could they have been themselves? Whereas my brother and I are both just boringly straight. Mm -hmm. um, we have one more cue that could be very helpful, I think. Um, this is from, we're going to call them. I thought you were about to say Wolfgang. I have no idea. What, Wolfgang. Like, this is from Wolf. <laughs> yeah, this is from Wolfgang. All right, <laughs> Wolfgang, Wolfgang says, Hey, I was raised evangelical fundamentalist and was raised in the thick of purity culture in my area. I'm struggling mm. so much with shame attracted to sex. I recently had sex with my partner for the first time and I still have the chewed gum metaphor in my mind. I'm deconstructing. Oh I'm in a progressive seminary, but I can tell my body is holding on to that stress much more than my mind, but I cannot shake the feet off that fear. Oh, we want to just help you help you discover the work of Dr. Tina who discusses the truth that no one is talking about, but there's been like actual peer reviewed case studies mm -hmm. that purity culture is as toxic as actual sexual assault. So um, there are things like particularly within a feminine body. And I don't know whether this is a feminine or masculine body, Keep going. but within a feminine body, things like vaginismus, uh, which is basically like a, actual spasm where a female uh, body is not ready to accept the male um, anatomy, right? Like literally cannot. AKA um, your vagina is too, vagina, literally too tight. And it is yeah, painful to be Yeah, it's not just tight. It's, we're talking like Impenetrable. Like yeah, impenetrable. And so um, I just want to invite you to know that you are not alone. Mm -hmm. It is not unique. And there is a way through. Mm -hmm. It is going to take patience. Well, safety. it's also like I don't think that like this is that their particular problem. Their problem was just like they have the chewed gum metaphor. That's what I'm saying. To, yeah. For you to get rid of that in your brain. Okay. Sorry, I think it's literally. I didn't make the connection. Sorry, thank you. Not with the actual sexual act. Obviously, that went okay. Mm -hmm. uh, but the brain stuff that comes later. Mm -hmm. Give yourself some patience and time to recognize that your body is just going back to the the. Um, the way that your like connection in your brain has happened. Mm -hmm. That's an actual physical thing. Like your brain goes straight to this is not okay. Right. Your brain doesn't go straight. It like bypasses your pleasure. Dr. Tina, who is someone that both of us adore. Um, she's got some great writings about this and some great like audiobooks to help you think through it so that you can start to like feel better about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I would say, Hey, if you're not seeing a therapist yet around this stuff, it also, if you're a queer person, period, go see a therapist. Yeah, or just a straight um, person. If you're a person, 
Go see you're, it there. If you're a person. Yeah. <laughs> if you are in a body, it doesn't matter what the if body is If you are doing. breathing and you understand what I'm saying to you. <laughs> the words are hitting your ears. Go see it there. Go see a therapist. That's for all of us. Um, definitely that. And um, I'm going to say the same thing I say for everything. Unbearable compassion for yourself. Yeah. I think the – I have been there. I remember the first time I had sex – First time I had sex was in college. I was 24 and turns out the guy I was having sex with was way too drunk and I didn't realize it because we had to stop in the middle of it and he had to go throw up. And I was like, oh my God, you're drunk. And, and even after that was all said and done, I hmm. I didn't feel bad. I was like, okay, so nothing happened. Like it was nothing like crazy, but it was just like, but I, I just kept going back to him like, I've done something wrong. I think mm. I've done something wrong. I can't, but it's just like, but it didn't like, even though it was one of these things where it's just like, my body was like, I haven't done anything wrong. But like mm. my brain was like, no, we've done something wrong. And so I, you know, that kept me oscillating between something like, you know, I know like this thing that my body was naturally feeling and wanting and finally getting to experience and my programming, it literally is yeah. a mental programming. And so when it happens, when that kind of shame reaction happens and you think you're nothing but a piece of chewed up bubble gum, you look at that and it's like, oh my God, you know what? It would make total sense that I think For this thought. Yeah. It makes total sense. And that's what I tell myself all the time when I have these, when I have a shame reaction. It's like you spent most of your life believing something terrible. And so your body, even though your brain, you got better thought, right? Your body's mm -hmm. still trained in a certain way. The, the mechanism is still trained. You got to be patient in how you train yourself out of it. And so every single time it comes up, it's just a opportunity for you to slow down and say, oh my God, the shame I'm feeling right now is so normal. But I don't have to feel it. What do I need to do right now to make myself feel better? And that's and it. Think, connect some positive things to yeah. the experience as well. Like, um, I think it's really uh, important to go, uh, was I connected in that moment? Because mm. it sounds like this came up later. Mm. So um, kudos to you to feeling connected in that that mm. moment and to be able to be with someone that you felt safe enough to have sex with. That's that's, that's cool. Exciting. Yeah, look at that. Like and sit in that. So like, yes, the shame is totally normal, mm -hmm. but also celebrate like that you felt okay enough in your body. You felt safe enough with someone to allow them to be to participate in your body. Like it's just something to, as much as we talk about um, allowing grace for that part, but also like giving yourself some moments of like uh, joy and celebration that like, I was programmed to not feel okay in this. Mm -hmm. And yet and here I, was I, am. Able to I was able to show up for myself and for my partner mm -hmm. and like let we myself feel excited. We had and fun. We, I got to have an um, orgasm. Hopefully, we did that. Hopefully. Hopefully, if not, next time, whatever. Yeah, um, that's also a thing. Don't put pressure on yourself to have an orgasm. No, because have here's fun. A, here's the thing: as somebody who's out there, I get real nervous sometimes, and especially if I'm with somebody new. I might like my one of my partners I was with. We were th with each other for like two weeks, and like we were really having sex for like two weeks, and like I could not Straight? come. I'm just kidding. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. But like, I, couldn't, the hydration. I couldn't finish. I couldn't finish because I just had, and so I was googling it, and it was like, I was like, oh, this is a psychological barrier. And mm -hmm. so I took it to my therapist. And it was like, yeah, just like I was like, okay, 
So I was thinking, okay, so what do I need to do? So I was just like, you know, I, I had to start doing some kind of inner work of like, do I think I deserve to feel pleasure like this? Do I think it's okay for yes. me to like this? Do I yes. think it's okay for me to have another man touching my body in this way? It's like a whole another level, you know? And so, yeah. Yeah, so also, two weeks I, straight, that's a commitment. Y- yes. He was very good to me. He was so patient, Ugh. and which is why I'm now infinitely patient with the other people now I have sex with. Can we too. also just normalize um, sex isn't always, you know, the number of, number of couples I've had to chat with through this. Mm-hmm. It isn't always like it is in the movies where it's easy and makes sense and I feel good no. about it. Like, I <laughs> think we need to normalize. Weird sex. Th- well, that you feel uncomfortable or oh, yeah. that someone in the midst isn't like, it's not always this like, whatever. And I think we haven't. No, like, let's be more specific than whatever. It's not always what? It's not always um, natural is the word I was looking for. There we you go. don't always feel natural within it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, uh, there might be a sense of like, Oh, like you get in your head and, and that's not abnormal. There's nothing wrong with you for that. Particularly Mm -hmm. if you grew up within a purity culture to get inside your head and not Mm -hmm. be able to like participate. Um, someone said, I feel sexual guilt. And now, Oh, sorry. That was during Danielle. Now that I've stopped dripping, drinking, it's difficult to connect emotionally and sexually. Right. So those things, that's not abnormal. Mm -hmm. We have, we have made it normal that people like, you know, in all the movies, like, oh, I accidentally slept with this person. So we think that it's so normal that you mm-hmm. could accidentally do it. Like you could slip and fall and all of a sudden have sex. It's not always natural. Now, it's something natural for people to do. Mm-hmm. But I don't think we should like make it where. Um, it's not. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with you if you're not having sex. Thank you. There's nothing wrong with you. That yeah. was the word I were or phrase I wanted to get to. There's nothing wrong with you. Yeah. Um, and also let's celebrate and make it normal for couples, uh, mm-hmm. one partner or the other, to say, it's okay that this isn't that you're not doing great. Yeah. It's not unsexy. It doesn't make you a terrible person. It yeah. doesn't I mean, like, like straight up, like, um, I mean, like, this is I mean, I can leave this out. Uh but like, like for me, like I had a lot of shame around sex. And so there was one time where like I had a really painful memory unlock during sex. Yeah. And I kind of, I, I had a, I had a panic attack right then and there. And he did not know how to handle it. Of course, how could he know how to handle it? Who right. starts, who starts having a panic attack during sex? Traumatized. A lot of people. Traumatized people a do. A lot of traumatized do. people do. And so it's just goes to like, whatever happens. Wonderful. I think you know, that's the thing is like normalize communication, mm-hmm. normalize uh, self-care. Like I went over to somebody's house the other night and, and like we were about to go at it. And then he said, hey, can we actually stop? I'm not feeling really sexy anymore. And I don't really feel like having sex. And I was like, that's totally fine. Do you want to go sit on the couch? And so we did that instead. And we had a lovely time hanging out. And so that for me is like. Yeah. But that also required you to feel like you didn't fail mm. or that a conquest wasn't met or, and some of that is like the language oh, yeah. and the work that you've done to make yourself feel like, yeah, there is nothing, this has mm. nothing to do with me, but I can be part of the healing of this. Like, or mm. I can be part of like, I think that we just make it like, 
you know, uh, that person took their virginity or like we use this language that's very conquest oriented mm. or very military almost or, oriented around transactional sexual, right? or it's like as if vanquished, I have ravished. We've, we use all these words. And I think that it creates this thing where one person feels like they need like, oh my gosh, I feel uncomfortable around here. What do I do? And the other person is feeling like, Ugh, like I got a, I lost, like almost mm -hmm. like I lost if it didn't. No, you didn't lose an evening. You had a great time with this person. Mm -hmm. And if, I mean, it's okay to feel disappointed that like you wanted to have sex and then you don't get to have sex. That's fine. And yeah. you can also understand in the same way. Like, I'm like, I'm no longer disappointed. I used to be somebody like that where it's just like, oh, okay. Because again, I thought it was about me. I thought I constantly thinking like, no, if that person doesn't want to have sex, it's because they do not want to have sex. And it's, and it, and if it's because of me, then good. I don't want them to have sex with me if they don't want to have sex with me. You know, <laughs> makes right. It's uh, not a requirement. Yeah, and I'll tell you what. <sighs> there's, uh, I just want to tell you, just like leagues do not exist, no. because I have had sex with all types of different kinds of bodies and some of them are the one of some of the like you look like a fucking model and you, what are we huh you want me to do what to you <laughs> i just Okay, if you literally are listening to this later, you have to watch the video of Kevin's little shoulder. Uh, I was like, it's like we're not even here anymore. Kevin was on their own. This is my show. They were welcome. To, welcome to the after show. Where yeah, seriously. When we're yeah, when we're I I just want to say there is an entire culture that made people feel like they were no no longer worth as much. Mm -hmm. And it is okay for you to still feel that tinge mm -hmm. and say to yourself, is this true? And, and then sit with it and then give yourself a lot of grace and figure out what you need in that moment and also celebrate the things that went well. Yeah, definitely celebrate. All, yeah, check in. What went well in sex? That's a really good thing. Well, um, well, also in Canada growing up, have I ever told you the songs we were taught as a kid? We were taught as children, as children in kindergarten, this song. My body's nobody's body but mine. You run your own body. Let me run mine. And we were taught how to do consent with that as children. <laughs> Incredible. Incredible. Uh -huh. Well, friends, let's come to Thank the top you. of, well, end of the top of the hour. We've had a great time today. We are um, so glad to that you joined us. Yeah, what a fun ep episode. Um, please be taking care of yourself. Um, before we go, let's do our normal promos. If you're here on the YouTube, please like, share, and subscribe. Um, yes, and then uh, follow me at the Kevin Garcia. Follow Sarah Heath at Rev Sarah Heath across all social media. Sarah, what are you promoting right now? What other projects do you got going on? How can people give you money? Yeah, people can give us money. Give us money. My uh, co-host and I are going to be launching a Patreon this coming Monday uh, for Revcovery, and it will allow you to become part of the community. The reason that we're doing that is to make sure that people have some buy-in, so that we don't have any crazy people. Um, and you can uh, buy my books on Amazon. I've got two books. 
Uh, I'm actually, you know what I didn't say earlier that is really exciting for me? So I wrote a book about like knowing your story and being able to tell your story years ago. Mm-hmm. I love it. I still think it's a good book. And it's called What's Your Story? And I just got asked to, um, and get paid, uh, to be a speaking coach for folks who have experienced homelessness, uh, those who have been unsheltered, to be able to tell their story in public settings. And so we're doing all the work from the first book I ever wrote um, for them to be able to share their story. So they came, found me in the United Way. I know. I cannot wait. So um, it, it just I just want to name once again <laughs> that when you stopped pussyfooting around your actual calling, the opportunity presented itself. I know. I am really excited about it. So I'm starting with a group of four folks who are going to be sharing their story. Um, and their mm-hmm. stories are so powerful. And they're people who... Uh, once were unsheltered and now are on boards of major nonprofits. Damn. So I have goosebumps. We've been talking about it. So that's my book. That's what I love talking about is people finding their own stories. Uh, follow, like, subscribe, Rev Covery. Follow this because, like, this yeah. is we're having so much fun with your favorite ants. We're gonna we're working on some potential merchandise. I can't wait. Um, I also um, that's your event. You need to have a speaking workshop. That's your next mm-hmm. thing. Just a little online gig, a little something. Yeah, I love it. I love helping people become better speakers. Mm, this is going to be fun. Cool. What do you well, have to promote, my love? Um, If you're not following me on TikTok, go do that. Because we're about to break 10K over there, which is pretty crazy. You just started TikTok. I, I know. No, you don't. You just need to do it. Like It's literally... It's consistency. It's like, it's a, it's a strange thing. It's just like, not a whole lot. It's like three minutes of my day. Three whole minutes. That's it. I love um, it. Uh, so go do that. Uh, you can buy my merch at thekevingarcia.com slash merch. Bad Theology Kills is the name of the book. You can get it at badtheologykills.com. Um, if you'd like to join the community at the Crowded Table, which is an online spiritual community for all heretics, and doubt-filled believers, you can go to thecrowdedtable.mn, that's marynancy.co. And I heard that, Sarah Heath. I thought that was cute. Wait. Did you burp a little bit just now? No. Oh, I thought you, I thought I heard something. But I didn't, apparently. No. I think I just went, oh. Oh. Which might sound like a burp. I was, it was guttural. A guttural. Oh. Uh. Uh. I mean, I'd let you know if I did. My burps are very small. I'll admit um, And um, yeah, join the crowded table for free. Check it out. See if it's your thing. Uh, you can join for as little as seven bucks a month. Um, or save a little coin if you join yearly. Um, and uh, I'd also just like to say, if you're not going for Angeria Paris Van Michaels tonight on Drag Race. Um, or Duke right. Basketball. If you're going for Duke Basketball, you're homophobic. <laughs> That's so mean. I'm not homophobic. I don't make the rules. (laughs) I don't make the rules, Sarah Heath. Um, So until next time, here's to Crystal. This is a little citrine. I hope that it gives you a lot of money and good vibes. Don't look too closely. My nails are disgusting. I'm getting ready to paint them and clean them. And I officially need to get off the line because I can tell. But also, join us next week where we share 
what piercing Eve chose. Eve, if you're listening, please send us an update. It's important that people need to see. Uh, and yep. next week, I'll also work it out to where the video uh, works more better. Works yeah, more also better. tell me where you got your little kimono thing. All right. Have a great week, friends. We can't wait to hang out with you next week. I think you're beautiful. Keep safe and tight. Do everything and it'll be all right. Woo.